The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, and... Um, another one oh yeah instagram there's a snapchat out there too somewhere i never can remember my my snapchat so just you know look for it snap funny fixtures of yourself and send them to me so at the end of last hour i got tied up and i lost track of time and i was talking about the the story inside edition uh did on the hotels now inside edition went into these hotels and they booked a room and then they marked the sheets, all right? And then they checked in the next night under different names to see if the sheets had been changed. Now, at each hotel, when the first Inside Edition investigator checked into the room, they laid the large stencil on the bed sheets and sprayed the stencil. Now, they sprayed it with what they're calling the harmless washable fluorescent paint with the words, I slept here, <laughs> that you could only see in the UV light. Now, of course, they, they came back and uh, three of the nine, it is a nine different hotels. Now, three of the nine, three of the nine didn't change the sheets. And of course, the managers all responded with, oh, we expect them to change every day. That's our policy. Get Mary down here. Get the head of housekeeping down here. Okay. But that's not a good thing okay now i was told a long time ago and at the end of the story here on the inside edition story the news story they try to tell you hey when you first check in ask maid service to bring you an extra set of sheets then change the, the mystery ones to the fresh ones and this might sound crazy but many people do it bring your own sheets from home oh you know i'm not bringing my own sheets from home the point of going to the hotel is so that they provide that However, I was told a long time ago from a from our, our bug man in Tampa, Florida, that bug and plant man, Florida gardening host, that when he goes when he travels, goes and checks into the hotel, goes up into the hotel room, rips all the sheets off the bed so that he can check for bed bugs, and. Uh, all the pillowcases off, everything rips them all off and tosses them out in the hallway, calls housekeeping and says he wants a brand new set of sheets and comforters and pillowcases for the beds brought up. So if he finds the bed bugs, he checks out. And if there's no bed bugs, then he has clean sheets and pillowcases. I mean, that's the thing to do, right? That is the thing to do. And I know that, uh, you know, people now they're trying to, if you're, I guess if you're there, I don't mind it so much if I've checked into the place and I know they're clean. 
and it's been, you know, you're there for two or three days. You don't really, I don't necessarily like housekeeping in and out of the hotel room all the time. That's what they're there for. But I like them there when I'm there so that they can do their duties when I'm there. So if you don't change them for a couple of days when they're clean to begin with, you know, I'm okay with that. And the whole use the towels again, like you you know, like you use a towel at the house for a couple of times and then you wash it. Now you know, that's the whole point of going to the hotel. You want fresh, clean towels. That's the hotel experience. And so here's a little Jeff Fisher uh, tidbit for you. What you can do is you just kind of keep an eye on when housekeeping is cleaning. And so, you you know, that way if, they, if you think they're going to charge you for extra towels or whatever, uh, when they go in the room and they're in the bathroom cleaning, you just go by the go by the roller and deep pocket two or three extra towels for your room. Head down to your room. And then you've got some extra towels for the room. And you can ask for them. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if you want to if you want to call housekeeping and say bring me some extra towels, no problem. But sometimes the hotels are now that uh, you're going to use fresh towels extra. We provide four. If you're going to use extra, we're going to charge you for that. So if they're going to charge you for it, I mean, you might as well borrow some from the from the cleaning crew's cart, right? Right. In this story, though. It tells you this. Numerous studies reveal that homeowners should be washing their sheets once a week or so. They throw in that or so. That or so means every three days or a week and a half, two weeks. Homeowners should be washing their sheets once a week or so. Microbiologist and pathologist at New York University School of Medicine outlines what's hiding in your bedsheets. You have spores of fungi, bacteria, animal dander, pollen, soil, lint, finishing agents or whatever the sheets are made from, coloring material, all sort of excrements from the body, including sweat. (laughs) I'll tell you what. um, Stores across America, and especially here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, um, you can be counting on seeing me sometime today. I'll be purchasing some new sheets and some new blankets because all of mine are gone. <laughs> Have a nice day. Uh, they'll be washed, cleaned. I want new sheets. I want I want new blankets. I want new pillows. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all because yeah, I usually don't think about it, so it's okay. You know, I know we've been sick in the house, so we've been washing the sheets and washing the pillowcases. and We've had the plague running through the house for the past couple of weeks. And so, you know, you're wiping down doorknobs and you're washing all the sheets and pillows and and all that kind of stuff. But when you start thinking about the fungi, bacteria, pollen, soil, lint, coloring material, and excrements from the body, I mean, 
It's time for new sheets. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I know that it started with uh, the bed bugs in South Carolina, but uh, I mean South Carolina. Woo, that place. I stayed in. I stayed in Columbia. We were there for a conference. A uh, a uh, Amber Alert conference at the University of South Carolina. And I was there with, you know, all these news people. And um, so we were staying at some some hotel that they lined up for us. And uh, I'm not kidding you, man. Like at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm laying there half asleep. And I feel something crawl across my chest. Bro, I am awake. Awake. Up. What the hell was that? And I moved the night table, the chair, the stool, turned on the lights. I hunted that son of a gun down. Okay? And I'm telling you, he was pretty good size, but he wasn't bigger than my size 13. I still couldn't get back to sleep. Still couldn't get back to sleep. All right, so a couple weeks ago, I told you about a story out of uh, out of the UK and here in the United States as well. Uh, as it reached uh, across the pond about the uh, the monkey selfie case and PETA issuing their press release and uh, how the photographer, uh, David Slater, has been uh, struggling since the case took place. Now, in 2015... People for the ethical treatment of animals who I'm beginning to, PETA is getting, becoming some of my worst people in my life, filed a suit against Mr. Slater on behalf of the monkey. It determined that it identified as, it identified the six-year-old male claiming the animal was the rightful owner of David's picture. David Slater Photographer of Monkey Selfie, his picture joins us on the Jeff Fisher broadcast. Hello, David. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm very fine, thank you. I appreciate you coming on today. So, David, this has been going on now for two, three years. Uh, you took uh-huh. the pic- you took the picture in what? 14, 2013, 2014? Mm, well, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's 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 longer ago than that. It's uh, it hit the news in 2011. Wow! So it, went, it, it went viral that long ago. Wow. Now, before we get anywhere with uh, finding out where the story is at and what's happened and what's happened, I just want to get your okay right off the bat that I can use that for my for my Twitter profile. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> so, David, walk us through a little bit of what what happened and, and what's been happening just over a picture that you had set up so that the monkeys could take pictures of themselves. Well, um, yeah, like you say, it was in 2015, almost two years ago now. Wow. Um, I'd been battling for the, since 2011, actually, I've been battling for, um, four years to try and get Wikipedia to take this image down off their website. Oh, I'd send them take down requests, etc. Cause once it's on Wikipedia, it's free for all the world to use as ever they wish. Um, and the reason that they were given that they decided amongst themselves that they were going to put this picture up there for free for everyone was because the monkey pressed the button. And because monkeys can't own copyright, it would be free for everybody. Now, ah. try as I could, I could not get them to take it down. That's amazing. And obviously, sometime in this period, an animal rights group 
as you say, Petter, yeah. obviously churning this over in the head and saying, well, actually, if the monkey pressed the button, surely the monkey can have copyright. It's his, it's his copyright. It's his copyright. And, and maybe we can get you get, get, to get hold of this monkey. We'll go out to the uh, rainforest where I photographed this monkey, identify the monkey from, uh, from the photograph, which they did with the aid of a primatologist. Did they, um, did they identify the correct monkey? <laughs> well, that, well, that's another twist of this story. Um, <laughs> I, I insist not. So, so it, it, you know, it, it's bizarre to begin with. Um, they get this monkey. They, they uh, get a big law firm um, that represents Petter. They're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this case um, just to get me in court on a, on, a, on, a, on a bigger agenda that they've always had, and that's to grant animals the same rights as humans amazing all right so um now let's jump forward to uh not too long ago uh we moved across to uh because PETA issued their statement talking about uh is pleased with the robust discussion of this historic case in which it's calling it is undisputed uh and then (laughs) right and uh, the proceeds, they're saying, of course, the proceeds from the use of these photos should go to protect uh, Naruto and his family. Uh, uh-huh. But because of all this, um, because of all this coverage, uh, even with just the selfie picture, um, the people had really cut back on using the meat from the monkeys, had they not? I think they're certainly stabbing themselves in the back and doing the, the monkey population over there a great disservice at the moment. Right, right. And I'm sure yeah. that, I mean, I'm sure in the end, I'm sure that's all, all PETA cares about. So you, David, mm-hmm. you've become, what, uh, multi-millionaire over this picture? <laughs> no, I feel as though I own multi-millions to uh, attorneys and help that I've had and registrations trying to protect this copyright. Um, it's taken a lot of uh, stress and, 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 and time to spring over this. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite of a millionaire. Wow. And so no one, and opposite of a millionaire means that you're, you're struggling over this one photograph thanks to, uh, yeah. well, I don't want to say PETA and Wikipedia now because they, Wikipedia was the one who started the... Well, yeah, the they're, the, they're, they're the people I really um, point the gun at at the moment. They started all this. They still won't back down. They're forever updating the page called, on the monkey selfie page on Wikipedia. Never getting around to facts. I'm constantly trying to make people that the monkey took my unattended camera, ran off with it, and took this picture all by itself, which is patently untrue. So I how did you get... Seems to, yeah, go on. Everybody seems to think, realize now from the media when people actually uh, talk to me, which is something Wikipedia haven't done, that I set the camera up on a tripod. You know, I set all the dials. All I got the monkey to do was press the button. But and Wikipedia won't have any of it. How long were you out there? I mean, was this the goal to get these monkeys to yeah. start taking pictures of themselves and the family and that kind of thing? Yeah, you know, after 15 years or so, I've, I've been dedicating my photography career towards conservation. So it was a, a trip that I took for a month long. It was funded by myself. Nobody's employing me. It's, it's the risk that photographers take. Right. Hopefully you can do the conservation bit and highlight the plight of various animals. And, and there's plenty of them in Sulawesi. Um, and hopefully you'll generate an income that, that keep, keeps you going. Right. Keeps you in the job. Yeah, it was amazing how that, how that works. But it only yeah. works if Wikipedia and PETA leave you alone. 
Yeah, um, as soon as Wikipedia stole this, and they actually made a big song and dance about it. They, they, they gave press releases to the world's press over the two years, mainly. There, there's an old network of, of websites that support the, the, this, this agenda of diminishing copyright and, and making all the content on the internet free. They were, use, they were using my image, completely ruining my income. So I was actually sort of getting very dis- desperate about my uh, career because of Wikipedia, getting all the law team together, which wasn't easy in the UK. Nothing's, nothing's cheap. And right. then on 2015, I get this extra burden of a monkey coming along and suing me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already fighting one massive battle and then and get landed on by this most bizarre battle you can probably ever think of. That, okay, so now... Uh, the, the the judges have pretty much ruled, right? There's no way for it to, the monkey to acquire or hold money. There's no loss of <laughs> reputation. So, I mean, um, is is it over? I don't think so. Um, you've got to remember, people need to, to understand that in, in 2016, the monkey went to a federal court in, in San Francisco, and the judge threw it out, saying that monkeys can't sue. Right. Uh, the monkey appealed. He didn't like that decision. <laughs> Um, went to the appeals court, and the, 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 there was three judges on the panel, um, not this Wednesday gone, the week, Wednesday before, and they didn't give a verdict. They're, they're, they're resting on it. They're, they're, I don't know when they'll, they'll, they'll decide whether the monkey gets the copyright or I do. They're resting on it. Interesting. They're deliberating, yeah. And, and do, they, do they, they give you no time on when that deliberation may be done? No, my attorney is as clueless as everybody else. He, he, just, he just tells me it, it, it'd probably be the month that they're at the soonest, but maybe three or four months away still. He doesn't know. Isn't that special? Isn't it? Isn't that special? So now what? David, what are you doing? I mean, I know you said you're struggling. Are you, are you, uh, are you still working? You're still trying to set up, uh, do, do some jobs and make some money? Or are you, uh, you, yeah, left, yeah. Uh, um, you left taking the government for some cash? <laughs> Well, I sort of, it, it, it's been really exhausting just trying to tr- keep my uh, motivation to do photography anymore. Um, and, and with the diminishing uh, fees that you get from, from the images that I already have in many libraries across the world. Um, yeah, I think photographers like, like me are having to look for other ways to earn a living. And one yeah. of the ways I'm looking at now is becoming a tennis coach. And uh, <laughs> as it's been reported in some of the media in the UK, I am actually considering doing dog walking as well. (laughs) (laughs) Simply just to get my camera in my hand again and get out into the countryside. Right. I mean, uh, why not? My my interest again. Yeah. yeah, Right. Why not? Instead of just, uh, you know, sitting, uh, sitting around crying about the monkey. So when we get news on uh, what happens with the monkey, I'd love to talk to you, David, because I, oh, well, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody will get to know. I'm sure it'll be in the media. My gosh, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, they do so, I'm, and please call me back. Yeah. I'm so on your side. It's unbelievable. These people are disgusting uh, fighting over a, a monkey's right like this. So well, where, I mean, how much are the attorneys just holding all this for you? Hoping that Pete is going to end up having to pay the, pay the deal. Yeah. And you're just, you're just hoping that that happens yeah yeah i mean there's there's two lots of attorneys uh, involved there's there's my personal attorney andrew dewey um so yes he, he's, he's fairly confident that uh, he'll get his fees paid via petter good um, but there's no guarantee of that apparently no guarantee it's down to the judge's discretion and well, there's another um, law firm as well that, that's the book publisher that I, I did a book called wildlife personalities um and they got them up in court for for reproducing the photograph that naruto claims it took Wow, that is almost unbelievable. I hope that your attorneys and you milk PETA for every 
dime that joint has. It, it is a shame because obviously there are some things that uh, me and Pet could could have agreed on had they have talked to me in the first place. Yeah, you were doing it for the conservation going. of the animals. I was. I know that's it's the massive irony of all of this. And um, yeah, this is why I think they really have stabbed themselves in the foot. And um, I just hope they learn not to pull any of these stunts anymore. David Slater uh, from the UK, thank you very much, David. I appreciate your time, Lovely. and uh, I'd love to talk to you again when this all gets resolved one way or the other. Uh, I'd love to, too. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Bye. Jeff Fisher Show, Blaze Radio Network. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I, mean, I just said that. Um, to help and try to provide a, 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 a information and try to provide, let people know a warning shot that these monkeys needed to be taken care of and that they we needed to help them. And yet, no, it wasn't enough for PETA. We're going to bring down, we're going to bring down the man because the monkey needs to have the right for the pictures. Absolutely agonizing, agonizing. So I'm looking through. Um, I'm looking through my Pinterest page. Yes, my Pinterest page, and I uh, see that uh, there are uh, a big list of conversation starters. And I think, do we need conversation starters? And so then I start looking through what they're telling me to stay for conversation starters, and I think, well, there's got to be, you know, better lines than that, right? Or maybe they're not lines; they're just things to say hello. What if you're at a cocktail party, you're wandering around, and you've got to find ways to start conversations with people? Oh, yeah. We'll be doing that in the next half hour because I'm here to help. That's what the show is. The show is, I mean, if anything, you think of the Jeff Fisher Radio Show on the Blaze Radio Network, you think, man, that show helps me. I know. I know. You're welcome. And I'm going to continue that as the show progresses today. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I mean, I, I was going to do the conversation starters, but I can't find the conversation starters, so now I've just got to sit in the corner and, and sip wine. Wait, oh, maybe that's it. Hold on. Yes. Okay. It was on my Pinterest page. Underneath, I got to see if you notice. You notice this was, uh, I have uh, some, I have my boards that you can pin on in your Pinterest. I don't know if you're, you know, if you have a Pinterest page. But uh, uh, you, what you do is you create boards and then you pin the stories you like in whatever board it represents for you. And I have, you know, I've got, you know, the house, and funny stuff, 
I only have one in my under funny, and it shows it shows a uh, two birds, um, and it was under uh, underneath the cat underneath the cartoon the drawing. It says overeating, snacking, craving, or feeling too much hunger, and it shows two birds. And it's got one light bird on the close on a limb closest to the tree, and it says, "How's your diet doing?" And on the outer limb is a bird, and the limb is bent way down because the bird is really fat. And the caption is "F you." <laughs> That's funny stuff. I don't care who you are. Anyway, the uh, then there's you know I have house and I have health and then I have you know then I have help and I have shots and I have great ideas and sport and I have behind closed doors, which is a private. Oh yeah. You can't see behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorite pins. And, of course, that's where my 34 conversation starters were. But I also have, now these conversation starters are supposed to be, you know, if you're trying to be out, uh, you know, let's say you're out with your wife or your girlfriend or, you know, Someone that you have a relationship with already. All right. And then there's also the conversation starters that are for when you're trying to, you know, take care of a little business at night. Either one, though. I mean, when you're out at the, when you're out, uh, you know, you're at a little party. I mean, if if we're going to be at a party, don't we need some kind of music for the party? I mean, I've got to have. Give me some. I don't know. Some kind of. Some kind of cocktail, drinking, hand handy snack parties. Oh, I love it. Ah! Pigs in a blanket are uh, table number three. It's the kind of. That's the kind of cocktail party I'm at. Beer in the ice tubs in the back. Hey, where do you want to live when we retire? I mean, come on. Yes, I'd like a little cracker with some of that nasty penoa. Okay, that's what I want. Where do you see yourself in five years, babe? Hey, you know... Describe me in three words. These are all conversation starters, you know, for the party. You know, what are two things on your bucket list? These are actually sad. What do you think the greatest strength of our relationship is? I'd love one of those. Those shrimps are dark. You know, what's your favorite family tradition?
describe your worst haircut. Standing here. You know. Trying to start a conversation. Alright, that this is these, these are these are just for couples though. But see, I'm here to help. Now the, those particular conversation starters are for you and the wife. You know, you're out and you haven't talked in a while, and the kids have always bugged you. You finally got some clean sheets at the house. And you're talking to the wife and Hey, you know, I was wondering, what are the two things on your, on your bucket list, baby? You know, I was wondering what your favorite childhood memory was. That's enough of the relationship stuff. I want to talk. I want to talk about picking up. I want to be. You're out and about, and you're having. You're at the cocktail party. Start. Give me some music again. Let's start it again. We're at the party, and you're not. This is. This is for those of you that aren't. You know, in a relationship, but you're looking for a little, little romance. Now I'm going to be singing this. Tell me all. Yes, I. Maybe what am I going to sing? I know the words to all of me. All of me. Why not take all of me? Classic. You're kidding me? This is a standard. Anyway. Yes, I. I'll take some more of those pigs in the blanket over here, okay? And I'm here single tonight. That's why they're playing all of me. Hi. Man, I really like your energy, so I had to come over and say hi. (laughs) Conversation starters, you know, for the romance. Oh, you're so beautiful. I can write volumes on you still have things left to say oh you're not going anywhere with that one just so you know hey how do you describe my scent I don't think you're going anywhere with that one here either some more of that Benny, Benny Wild, you know, that drink there in the glass. Hi. You have a great outlook, so I wanted to come over and meet you. You have an amazing, incredible, wonderful sense of humor. I can tell that from across the What's the most romantic thing a man has done for you? I was so worried I wasn't going to have fun tonight. 
yet hear you up. Hi. Do you think there's a difference between romance, love, sex? If love only had wings, I would soar the sky up high, just you and me. Diamonds existing in the world look so dull in front of your beauty. You're going nowhere with that one. They're going to look at you like, aren't you the same guy that asked me how's my scent? That's what they're saying to you for that stuff, okay? Hi. I was wondering. What is your definition of intimacy? Going nowhere with that one, I'll guarantee you that. My definition of intimacy is you getting the hell away from me. You know, when I look at you, I can't see the world, but just you. to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So how's your income doing? Making any cash? Everybody happy with what they're making for their salary? And you think to yourself, you know what? I'm so tired of going to the bank every day and saying, hey, listen, is there a way that I can stop the money coming from in my into my account? Because I just, I'm tired of counting it. I'm tired of trying to remember what's in there. Just if you could stop putting money into my account today, that'd be great. Any of you out there saying that? Raise your hand if you are. Nobody raising their hand. Well, you should move to Chicago and move to the state, great state of Illinois. Rahm Emanuel Chicago now pays out more six-figure incomes than the state government. Truck drivers, tree trimmers, street light repair workers earned six figures. The city paid out $283 million in overtime to 1,000 employees, pocketing more than forty grand apiece. You should move to Chicago. But then there's, you know, this, the entire state as well. Um, Illinois, 8,640 state of Illinois employees. Uh, One particular contractual worker at the newly created Department of Innovation and Technology. 
uh, makes uh, $258,000. I'm sorry, $258,070. There are the barber and the teacher of barbering. Those are at the state prisons. They make more than a hundred grand each. Uh, Loretha Coleman, a nurse at the Department of Corrections, made two hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars. I'm sorry, two hundred and fifty-four thousand seven hundred and eighty-one dollars. Eight thousand eight hundred and seventeen small town, city, and village employees, including eighty-four municipal managers, out earning the governor. The governor makes $180,000 at the great state of Illinois. Uh, Lawrence Hillman, city manager for Glenview, makes $297,988. City manager for Grays Lake, $264,486. Lake Forest, $255,247. Libertyville, $254,428. Northbrook, $250,248. Now, don't worry yourself because Illinois is in great shape. Oh, wait, weren't we just doing a story about Illinois being broke and not being able to pay their bills and then there were some lottery winners that weren't getting their money Um, because... Let's see why are they why are they not able to pay their bills? Uh, some Illinois K through twelve schools are spiking salaries and padding pensions. Thirty thousand teachers and administrators earned one hundred thousand dollar plus incomes. However, just twenty thousand two hundred and ninety five of those educators are currently employed. The other nine thousand three hundred and five are retired. That's a good gig. That's a a really, really good gig. I'm happy to be retired and, yeah, pay me a hundred grand a year. You know, I might be able to survive. I might be able to get by. There's some great, uh, some great jobs. And when you stop this, when it's mostly overtime, and uh, you say, hey, we've got to cut all this overtime and we're not going to be able to do this. You're working for a salary. That's it. Hey, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to change those light bulbs in the city this week. Going to be awful dark. Not going to be able to get to those in my 40-hour work. Boy, wish we could, though. Hey, be careful with no lights on you. You'll hit the potholes. I mean, doomed. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.